us. Okay, everyone. <laughs> Welcome and, uh, to another episode of No Buts About It. It is a heartbreaking episode for both Chuss and I. Uh, you might have been wondering. I did have some people actually text me this and ask if we were quitting the podcast after the Thursday night football game that the Bengals had because I never reacted, <laughs> never really said anything about it. I was just so Thursday happened, obviously the game. Then Friday I was very emotional, not like crying. Just, I was very reactionary and I was like, Chuss, you're going to need to be on or else this is going to be a 30 minute rant of me just yelling incoherently about the Ravens and the Bengals. And it was just going to be a mess. I have since slightly gathered my thoughts. Um, I'm glad. First narrative that was being pushed. Logan Wilson is a dirty player. That's what they were saying. He injured uh, Lamar Jackson. He injured Mark Andrews, injured Odell Beckham Jr. And when I saw when I was getting these texts from people who were saying, Logan Wilson sucks. He's such a dirty player. He, I can't believe he's the next Vontez perfect. I was like expecting all these, like, I was like, something is wrong with Logan Wilson. Cause Logan Wilson is not that type of player at all. Uh, I was like expecting something wild to go on. Cause I wasn't able to watch the game during the actual broadcast. I was doing something else, but I was, I rewatched it later and avoided everything other than what people texted me. And I was like, geez, I'm like kind of worried about Logan Wilson. Now it's not like he's going on like a serial killer spree. And I watched the Mark Andrews one. I was like, that was just a regular hip drop tackle. I mean, not, not the best way to tackle someone, but people do that all the time. The Lamar Jackson, he fell a little weird, maybe held onto his ankle a little long. But, again, it wasn't like he, like, had him out of bounds and then body slammed him or something. And then Odell, it was just a normal tackle as well. So, Well, well Odell was also very fragile. So, I mean, yes. I, I feel like we can, can put that out a little bit. I mean, I feel like the players that did get hurt aren't, like, the most, like, non-injury prone people i mean they're both like lamar jackson very fragile uh odell beckham jr also very fragile so i mean for me to like put in a perspective here like i didn't re-watch any of the hits but like i feel like with those two i mean anybody could have hit them like you could have like literally said you know um freaking miles garrett could have hit them mm-hmm. you know like miles garrett could have went in hit Lamar. Lamar would have been out for however long. I don't I don't even know if Lamar's gonna be out long term. Lamar came all. back into the game. Yeah. So like <laughs> it, it obviously didn't matter. So it's not even like, you know, because I mean like sometimes they go back into the game and then they end up being injured for a couple of weeks afterwards just because they want to push themselves to win and then it doesn't matter anyway. But I um I mean he's like Mark Andrews, yeah, he might be out long term and stuff like that. But some but like a lot of these guys like, you know, anybody could have hit them. Like it, it just, it, Logan Wilson just happened to hit all three of them. <laughs> so it just happened to be Logan Wilson that hit all three of them. It could have been Miles, it could have been Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. It literally could have been just any single person. It literally could have been Jordan Battle on your team. Yeah. Like literally, like it could have been Battle. And then Battle's like, oh yeah, that rookie, that rookie is getting, you know, he, he's a dirty player, you know, like it, it could have been anybody. I mean, I feel like it's very, very targeted. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that's just me. I, I'm sure there's going to be some very angry Ravens fans in the comments. Logan, Logan had no personal fouls. He has no personal fouls on his career that I can find or th- remember. And 
he has been a phenomenal player for the defense. He was a draft steal in 2020. I mean, come on. Just I think I think people don't know who he is. And then they saw him in primetime doing that. And then they're like, oh, this this guy's just dirty. This is just the way he plays all the time. Now, second second thing though that was making me mad and was annoying me. The idea that the Bengals sent Joe Burrow out already injured and did not disclose it on the injury report. Now, the reason this idea was getting spread, and I I don't know if the NFL has concluded their investigation or not. I think it's a witch hunt. But the photo that the Bengals posted of Joe Burrow getting off the plane or the video had Joe Burrow in some, with something on his wrist, his right wrist. And it kind of looks like a brace. However, here was my initial theory, was Joe also had an iPad in his hand, which is not the official tablet of the NFL. Microsoft Surface is. So Joe Burrow having that in his hand looks really bad for the NFL, and I thought someone might have stepped in and said, hey, this is stupid. And I thought it was like a stylus glove that NFL players use or that people use to write on iPads and tablets easier. That was my initial theory. Now Joe Burrow has come out and admitted to wearing it and said it was a compression glove that he wears when he's uh, flying. And then it just so happened that during the game, and you can see the injury happen. People just aren't using their critical thinking skills. I'm not going to apologize for that because it's true. All you have to do is let's put some, do some two plus two equals four here. Joe Burrow throws the ball and it then immediately feels pain. And you're like, wow, that's weird. That's a non-contact injury. Go back to the play before Jadavion Clowney lands on top of him. And you can see, and I'm not saying it was a dirty tackle or a dirty side or anything like that. Maybe, maybe a roughing the passer just because how loose they've been with calling that, but I can understand not calling it too. Guess what wrist you can see bent backwards. Shocking. His right wrist. So Joseph he, Burrow. He got up, threw a screen pass to Joe Mixon. That was all he had left before the pain was just too much. And then he goes out of the game, and he's out for the season. So we've got Jake Browning now, and we're going to put the negative in the past for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, Joe Burrow's out for the season. Yes, I might have wanted to cry. Yes, the bars were doing very well on Friday afternoon after the news was announced in Cincinnati. But we're, we're going to look past that because there were some good things that I liked about that game. Nice. Miles Murphy, who okay. I have trash-talked on this show multiple times, who I have said was a waste of a first-round pick. He still hasn't made me think, hey, this guy is, should have been our first-round pick yet. But he had, some good, he had some good moves on Lamar Jackson, and he contained okay. Lamar Jackson quite a bit, and that's hard to do. So I liked that. And then Chess is going to love this. Jordan Battle 
led. Yeah, he had a lot of tackles. He had a lot of tackles. He led the defense in tackles. He had a couple big plays. Um definitely a great performance. And when you're when your star quarterback goes down and you're kind of in the position the Bengals are, this is what you gotta look at. You gotta look at the young guys. What can the young guys do? Is this gonna be a kind of training session for them basically these next few weeks and then we know what we have going into next year um jake browning didn't look terrible so maybe we have a nick Foles run not betting on it not not thinking that's what's going to happen i don't know about that we'll we'll see i'm not i'm i don't think it'll happen either but i don't i'm also not one of the doomers who thinks that jake's jake brown is the worst person to ever touch a football no i mean i mean i'm sure there's probably way worse people that have touched footballs before i mean i didn't see that end of the game or that part of the game where um that's why like i barely knew that lamar jackson even went back in like i i just out of the loop for that game I, i've been really out of the loop this weekend with games and stuff i mean I, i've watched some but i even only watched the steelers up until half but we'll get into that later but i re- i really liked the game plan that the Bengals had going into the game i thought it was working well i thought they hung with the with the, uh, thought they hung with the ravens for a while until burrow's injury obviously um, I do. I think Frank Pollock needs to go though, the offensive line coach, and I'm gonna do an entire video on that probably in the off season, just cause I think I think all the blame for the Bengals offensive line is being put on the players, but um, the players have been different every year, so that doesn't make much sense. The only real consistent thing has been Frank Pollock, the offensive lines coach. So, hmm. um. Probably make a video about that, talking about that a little bit. But I'm excited for uh, the young guns that we've seen. Cam Taylor, Britt's been awesome. Jordan Battle has been great. Miles Murphy might actually be good. DJ Turner's been awesome. Yoshi and Charlie Jones have been good. I mean, let's let's see what these young guys have got and maybe win win a few games. Maybe mess around and win a few games with Jake Browning at quarterback. We're going from JB9 to JB6. All right. All right cool yeah i mean i have nothing else to say about the Bengals. i i gave my condolences to josh um when i heard that joe burrow was going to be out for the season because i know he had very high hopes that the Bengals were going to miraculously never lose another game this season um so to see that come crumbling down i felt very bad <laughs> and very unfortunate uh that that cannot happen anymore more than likely I but jinxed. i mean i guess it's not yeah you really did jinx it i, I jinxed really it bad, bad because i said that and then in the video with stan the jet fan when we were talking about the thursday night game stan was more hyped about it than i was i was like i think something bad's gonna happen i don't think this is gonna go well and then Why would you say that? Then Why would you I say can't that? remember if I said it during the actual recording, but Dion asked me either before or after we recorded, which go check out that video if you haven't. But Dion from Dose of Dion said, like, oh, are you excited for the Thursday night game? And I again was just like, No, I just Joe Burrow's gonna get hurt or something. And then it's my it's my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, you really manifested it, man. You threw it into the world, and the world just kind of was like, yep. You know what? That's actually a really good uh, character arc for uh, I don't like this script. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. It's good character Last arc. Last time he had a season-ending in- injury, we went to the Super Bowl the next season, though. So let's keep that part. So what, 20? So you're, you're telling me that you're going to be the 2025 Super Bowl champions? 
so 2024 season going into February 2025. 20, yes. 2024 season, yeah. 2025. And 20, season. And, so not this yeah, Super Bowl, the next Super Bowl. Yeah, because next because this coming Super Bowl is, 20, is technically in 2024 yes. for the 2023 season. 2025 Super Bowl champions, Cincinnati Bengals, and Ross Chastain is going to win the NASCAR Cup championship. And I will be unbearable if that happens. Just a heads up, everyone. Can anything happen to Pittsburgh? Like, not the Steelers. Can anything nice happen to Pittsburgh? Well, let's talk about Pittsburgh. Oh, but, but, like, let's, uh, but you, you said so. If the Bengals win um, and your NASCAR dude wins, like, can something cool happen for, for Pittsburgh? Can, like, I don't know, can, like, the Penguins do something? What about the Pirates? The Pirates are, like, Pitt. Uh, hail to Pitt, right? Or the Pittsburgh Riverhounds? Pittsburgh Thunderbirds? How about Andrew McCutcheon wins MVP? I don't know if that would be possible, but it would be cool. <laughs> I guess, he, he's very old. That's the only reason why I don't know if that'd be possible. That was uh, so Joe crazy. It's so it crazy. It would be insane. It got to be so insane. I mean, I feel like yours are a little bit more realistic because that bet. would mean that. I am warning everyone in the world right now, if Ross Chastain and the Bengals win championships in the same year, I'm I'm going to be unstoppable. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> I don't know what it means either, but that's going to be awesome. Um, nothing's going to get me down, man. That's going to be um, – let's talk about the the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Cincinnati Steelers. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's not a thing. So, the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, we've already talked about George Pickens, and we've talked about all the drama with that. We've yep. talked about um, how he might not be putting the team – first in all these situations and Najee kind of alluded he didn't say George Pickens but he was asked do you think everyone in the locker room has a team first mentality and he had the opportunity to say yes but he did not so let's first talk about that video what did you think about that video um I thought it was kind of surprising in a way I mean he kind of just pretty much said what we were all thinking uh, everybody on Twitter and everybody, whether you were a Steelers fan or not, kind of figured that when it came to either like George Pickens, especially George Pickens. I feel like he's been in the news a lot for not being, you know, it's been like a me first, not like a team first. And so um, I, I think with it, um, like when it came to that, like, you know, me or it's like the it's basically on his terms. It's like me, not we, mm -hmm. but it should be we, not me. And. I feel like it was what we already knew, but I think by Najee doing that, it kind of just pretty much confirmed what we already kind of knew. So obviously there's some issues in the locker room. Now we don't know who, I mean, we can assume it's Pickens, but is there other people in the locker room? Because it wasn't specified. It, it, it wasn't like the uh, reporter said, is George Pickens a uh, me, not we, or we, not me. They said, is the locker room mm -hmm. team first? So, and he just did not answer that. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that like Steelers fans and the public, I don't know because he kind of like really paused and was kind of like, let's just talk about me and like what I did during the mm -hmm. game. So, and I mean, people, were, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if people were like, oh, well, there goes um, the team like thing up. Uh, Najee's telling, telling the uh, reporters to talk about, 
you know, talk about how great he is or whatever. I'm sure somebody out there is probably thinking that they're like, oh, well, Najee just proved that it's a uh, <laughs> it's a me first because he was like, let's not talk about them. Let's talk about me. But I, that is completely out of out of reach because Najee's not that type of guy. But I um, I do think that Najee just pretty much confirmed what we already kind of knew when it came to it. It almost makes me wonder if you like you mentioned, he paused before saying that he didn't want to talk about it. I wonder if like there was someone in his mind who popped up when he was asked that. And then he, he thought about like, am I going to add to this narrative or not? And yeah. And I think made the better decision. Well, yeah. Cause if he would have said something that could have really fell hard on him, because you know whether it's the teammate that he was going to call out or maybe it was just the team in general could have given him less time playing you know a whole bunch of other garbage on top of that might have just caused a lot of controversy and, and the problem is, is you don't it, there's already a lot of struggles in that locker room right now the last mm-hmm. thing you need is to add more fuel to the fire and do this and then your morale on that team is going to be like lower than freaking dirt and right. bones and t-rex bones so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely interesting. I, I saw the video you sent it to me, and pretty much your Twitter response to it saying very interesting is how I thought. I was very interesting. I mean, there's really nothing we can like grab with it. It's not like he hinted at anybody, mm-hmm. but it does give us the illusion that yeah, there's some issues in the locker room, and which we already know. We've seen a little bit of that on the sideline now with Deontay Johnson getting into an argument with because last week it was George Pickens. That was having issues. Now Deontay Johnson, who had, I believe, 16 total passing yards, because I had him for 25-plus in my parlay, and that didn't – I think he was nine yards off. So yeah, I... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he only had 16 passing yards. And um, he's a guy who, coming off injury, just got his first touchdown in the Kenny Pickett era last week, which he's had a ton of injuries, but – Still, that's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Um. And then to have a 16-yard game, it's like, what's going on, coach? And I think they got into it. It sounds like Broderick Jones, the rookie offensive tackle, apparently had to pull or, like, separate Deontay from the coach. So now we've got another issue with another one of our stars and our rookie – is one of the guys having to step in to help our veterans. What do we think about that? I, I, you know, it says a lot. I mean, the problem is, is I feel like a lot of times in, in this Steelers team, I feel like it always ends up being the rookies in their first year where they end up being the ones that have the, the best heart, the ones that are looking out for the team and the ones that are in the midst of all of these issues and trying to hold those people back. Like, for example, like when Chase Claypool first came to the Steelers, he was great. He was a sweetheart. Like he was awesome. And then like a year later, he just became completely different. And I don't know what it is that's changing these like players that are becoming, you know, like really good and like really good people. And like, I mean, even Antonio Brown, like, yes, he got hit in the head. That could be a complete, you know, CTE story situation. He even admitted he might have it. But even if it wasn't, like, obviously over time, he changed. Like, Beyond Bell changed. You know, a lot of these players, like, seemed to change. And, like, even Pickens, like, it didn't take him that long to become 
you know, the mm-hmm. George Pickens that we know. It took him a couple of weeks last season to do this. And it's like, oh, we're back to this again, George. Yeah, okay. But, like, I mean, I give kudos to Broderick, obviously. I mean, I think he's going to be a stud offensive lineman as long as we keep him or he doesn't go wonky, um, which I hope not because, like I said, I have really high hopes for him. And, you know, I think he played really good. I mean, he was one of the big reasons why Jalen Warren got that huge 70-some yard touchdown during the beginning of the second half against the Browns on Sunday. You know, he really opened that hole up to get Warren that hole to open it up. But nonetheless, yeah, I really think it's it's kind of sad but also with these wide receivers like Deontay Johnson, who has been for the, playing for the Steelers for a couple of years now, I can understand his frustration a little bit because, like, obviously when he was playing with Ben and stuff, like, he had those yards. But now all of a sudden, like, he's not getting those yards and stuff. And it might have been one of those things where it's, like, taking out the frustration on the coach when I don't know which coach it was that he was getting into an argument with. I didn't see the video or read an article about it. This news is actually new to me. I knew about the Najee video, but I didn't really know about this whole argument thing. Um, it didn't really make wavelengths over on my side of the Steelers social media. So I don't think it uh, it was an argument that he had with Mike Tomlin. Oh, well, I, I don't think he would have gone to blows with Mike Tomlin. He didn't go to blows, so. but he was getting in his face. And they yeah. separated him. Well, I, I do think Mike Tomlin does not make the smartest of moves sometimes when it comes to a lot of different things. Um, I've always been one of the people to say when he drafts these first round picks or like these top picks that are going to be good, he always keeps them on the bench for like weeks. Uh, Broderick Jones didn't start until Dan Moore got hurt. You know, Joey mm-hmm. Porter Jr. didn't go in, you know, for weeks. Kenny Pickett didn't go in until week four, you know, because they wanted to throw in Mitch you know it was just it, it's like he never and like that's just recent stuff he can go far back like he never starts his, like these first second round picks like right off the bat when a lot of these other teams just they almost have like they have balls they need balls Mike Tomlin does not have balls and I don't know why you're playing football you need balls <laughs> to like be good and he's just not and I don't know why he's like just holding back some of these players now when it comes to Kenny Pickett, that's a whole different discussion, but I do not understand what happened with Kenny Pickett in comparison to last season. We I are, I mean, we are going to talk about Kenny Pickett here in a second, and that's probably going to be its own breakout segment, segment yeah. because this has been its own discussion. So I have two questions. So yeah, f- go ahead. First question is you mentioned all those players who have had great rookie years and then there's they've had time in the nfl then all of a sudden which george pickens has been around the nfl his entire life because his dad carl was in the nfl Mm -hmm. so but is there something in the steelers coaching or their culture that is a me first personality i do think so i you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm i not huge on Mike Tomlin. I'm really not. I don't care about the winning records. I would rather have four losing seasons just so that we can get it figured out instead of winning and going, you know, nine and eight every season and not getting those draft picks and stuff. The, the problem is, is like I've noticed over this entire Mike Tomlin era that we've had is like we've, we've had, we went to one Super Bowl 
mm-hmm. and one or well we went to two Super Bowls. We won one of them and it was pretty much you know like a team that he never even built. Right. Cowards you know? team. Yeah, it was Cowers team. So like it wasn't a team that he built and even when we went in 2011, 2012 like that that year I always get them mixed up because it's like technically we, we went it was the 2008 season, but it was the Super Bowl of 09. It's like, it's always like, it's a weird thing or yeah. something like that. It's, it's always wonky. So like, nonetheless, like when we won that super or when we went to that Super Bowl and lost to Green Bay, like after that, it was just always uphill. We had an incredible offense and just not a good defense. And then it just like, we would always just fall apart to the Patriots in the playoffs. And then like, as time moved on, it was always dumb teams, Jacksonville. You know, we lost to Tim Tebow's Broncos team in the playoffs. Like, you know, well, I love Tim Tebow, but like, still, like, how do you how do you lose to the Tim Tebow's Broncos? You know, that was just it's ridiculous. And like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I think it is Mike Tomlin. But the, this the problem is is like we're stuck with him because this Art Rooney and those and like the Rooneys will not part with him because they like the coaching idea. You know mm-hmm. where. Like, you know, they've had three coaches over the course of 50 or 60 years, whereas a lot of other teams and franchises have gone through numerous amounts of head coaches over those 50 years. They like that idea. They like that Mike Tomlin is a motivator. And yes, he does motivate his team to win games, but it hasn't been enough to get us to these, you know, high points. Like, you know, granted, like, yes, we might not have had the greatest offense, you know, over these couple of years, but like like this, this year, like, we have the defense. If our offense could just even get a little bit going, we would be a pretty okay team. I mean, we're, we're like shutting down teams, like putting, having like, you know, the Browns only put up 13 points, you know, um, like the tight, like there's teams that like, we're, we're shutting down. Obviously we're, we got blown out by two of them, like San Francisco and um, Houston, but like still like there are teams that we are shutting down on defense. And like, there's been times even way back when, like 2019, you know, that year that it was Mason Rudolph and it was uh, Devlin Hodges and stuff. Like we had a st- solid defense. Granted, we weren't going to make playoffs, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, we have the team pieces. It's just, we're not utilizing them. And then when, and then when the roles were reversed, and we had, you know, Big Ben and AB and Le'Veon Bell and those killer Bs and, like, just that crazy offense in 2017 in those years. It's just, like, how can you fall so short? Like, how do you let that happen, you know? And I just don't understand. So I think it's a Mike Tomlin problem, and I don't think they're going to part with him, though. So, I mean, I'd agree with you. That was kind of why I worded the question the way I did. I think Mike yeah. Tomlin does have – an issue culturally, but it, I mean, Steelers are a very loyal organization and they're going to keep bringing in the money because the fans are going to keep showing up to the games, especially with these winning records. Yep. So, um, yeah, there's no real reason to fire Mike Tomlin unless I'm the problem is, is like, they're not going to, because like, like I said, they, he hasn't had a losing record right. like his entire career. And the only way that they would probably fire him is like if he consecutively has losing seasons or if they, or if he decides to finally retire. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I, I really think that they should can, can like consider cleaning house when it comes to it, because, you know, it's just, you're not working. You're, you're supposed to be like this powerhouse Steelers team, but you just aren't winning the big games. You haven't gone to the Super Bowl. You had these stellar teams and you just, fell short to a 
not so great Patriots team. Like I like the Patriots were good, but they were like ten and six good, and we were like thirteen and three. Like we shouldn't have lost to that Patriots team, and we did. Like it just it doesn't make any sense to me. And so when it comes to Mike Tomlin, I, I do think that like over time, yes, he's winning and all of that, but like if you want that winning culture, like of actually winning trophies and winning championships and stuff, you gotta let him go. But they won't. And I do think that's causing a lot of the player issues too, is the cultures, because it's a lot of, you know, me, not we. And I think that is the biggest flaw in that, you know, roster organization right now. Well, now it's time for the new segment. And this is the segment that Chuss did not want to talk about. He didn't enjoy the last one, I'm sure. But this is the one where he was just – I texted him about it, and he said he didn't want to talk about it. But I'm going to make him talk about it Um, because I think he can offer insights here. And we're sticking with the Steelers. Their offensive leader, Kenny Pickett, first guy drafted in his – or first quarterback drafted in his draft class, went to the University of Pittsburgh, was a huge star. Pittsburgh loved him. I know you love him. And now there's wonders. Is this this not the guy? Is he not the franchise guy? So to give you some stats to work with, I've already sent you a few of these, but – Yesterday, Tommy DeVito, the rookie third-string quarterback for the New York Giants, threw three touchdowns in one game. Kenny Pickett has thrown two touchdowns in his last seven games. So, another one with Tommy DeVito, who just started starting last week. Tommy DeVito now has more, more career games with multiple passing touchdowns than Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett passing touchdowns, six. Dallas Cowboys defensive special teams touchdowns, also six. Notable quarterbacks with more passing touchdowns than Kenny Pickett since the start of last season. Davis Mills, 17. He's now the backup in Houston. Marcus Mariota, 15. He has not attempted a pass this season. Matt Ryan, 14, is in the broadcast booth this season. 315 quarterbacks have 500 pass attempts since the merger. Only one has thrown a touchdown on fewer than 2% of his attempts. Kenny Pickett. So, listening to those stats, what do you think first? What's your reaction to that? It's unfortunate. (laughs) I don't know what else you want me to say. So, is... I mean, I'm not I'm not doing this to like torture you because I, I you are torturing me. That's I know I am torturing you, but that's this. not that is not my goal. My goal as I smile, but my goal is not to torture you. Do do you think that Kenny Pickett is the answer for the Steelers franchise? I honestly hope he goes somewhere else. What do you mean by that? I truly believe that if he's not in this organization, he will do well. Okay, so what? And okay, what? Were you, finish your. I was just gonna say, I I don't think. First of all, everyone's gonna, you know, I really truly believe that. I want to see what he would do, under completely different coaching. Okay. Not even Mike Tomlin, like, like offensive coordinating. Like a lot of people are like always blaming Matt Canada, but now they're blaming Kenny. 
the problem was is like last season he was very confident in his place he he was consistently getting to those things granted he hadn't thrown a touchdown and stuff but like this season i don't know what's happening but like he is not confident at all mm-hmm. if you look at his stats from last season there was a game against buffalo where he threw 350 yards mm-hmm. no touchdowns no interceptions it was it was a bad game we only it was like 35 3 we got blown out by buffalo but like i really believe that he can be good somewhere else and honestly i mean the one thing i do also know know about pittsburgh like the pittsburgh organization is that they sometimes listen to the fans and by that i mean they were really pushing for Kenny Pickett to go in. And sure enough, they did put Kenny Pickett in. Now, Kenny Pickett isn't doing well. Mm-hmm. If they bench him, the problem is, is would you rather have Mitchell Trubitsky in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh? Would you rather have him in there? I personally would rather have Mason Rudolph in there if we had to bench Kenny. But the problem that I have is at this point, I don't even know if like I just think it's a complete offensive failure. Okay. Like I don't even know if it's just Kenny Pickett himself or if it's just the entire team because we've already talked about morale and like George Pickens is unhappy, Deontay Johnson's unhappy, Najee was not getting going until Broderick Jones went out there and now he's actually running up the middle and getting holes open with Warren. So I feel like there's a lot of offensive issues and that would probably lean on the coordinator. If you had a new coordinator, maybe that'll say a lot. Because then at that point next year, if you have a new coordinator, then you'll be able to figure it out. Like, oh, Kenny Pickett just threw four interceptions in his first game with his new coordinator. He stinks. Okay, well then, yeah. At that point, put in somebody else. But the problem is, is this whole entire season we've been saying, you know, Matt Canada, Matt Canada. Well, the problem is, is I saw it even, like, you don't know who's calling these plays, but like, whoever's genius idea it was to throw a check down to Jalen Warren whenever there was three guys waiting for him on the left-hand sideline is the biggest idiot ever. Like these are high school plays. Mm -hmm. No wonder the defense can rip them up because it's, it's easy. But the problem is, is I, at this point, I would love for Kenny to go somewhere else just to prove, prove him wrong more or less. Because I, I think I think Pittsburgh needs humbled, I really do. I think my city needs I, humbled. I agree. Right now. I agree. I think I think I think we need humbled. I think I think we need to. I, I think yeah, move Kenny along, and then have him go to like, have him go to like a New England or have him go to Cleveland. Have him do great, and bring in like a like a like Caleb Williams or something like that because he's not going to get drafted as high as he initially thinks. I I, I don't. I don't know because Caleb Williams was supposed to go one, but then since he got hurt and he like dropped low in the Heisman watch, I don't know if he's going to go number one anymore. There's a lot of good quarterbacks that could come out this mm-hmm. year, including like Jaden Daniels, as I had mentioned and stuff, but I would love for us to like draft another quarterback or like have to run with Mitch. And then for like five years, we just suck. And then like Kenny Pickett goes like, you know, bunch of playoff runs and stuff like that. Cause I, I truly believe that we are, we are also like, I don't know what it is, but it feels like, like on the outside, like, like looking at, like, cause we talked about, oh, there's an, there's an organization, like not organization. There is a problem inside the locker room. There is toxicity. There's a lot happening in the locker room. 
but outside it's the same way. Mm-hmm. So the fans are the same way. Mm-hmm. Fire picket or not fire picket, bench picket, fire Canada, fire Tomlin. This guy sucks. That guy sucks. Trade this guy. Trade him. Trade him. Get rid of him. Drop this mm-hmm. dude. These players look at that. Right. Yeah. You even mentioned it that, um, what was it? I don't, was it, um, there was a guy that was like looking at his stats last year. He went on his phone, was like looking at his stats. Oh, TJ Watt. Yeah, TJ Watt. Yeah. So it was, I thought it was TJ, but for some reason I was getting Logan Wilson confused yeah. with that. But it makes you like think that it's like, obviously at some point they got to hear the noise. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you got to believe that that's not building correctly on their character. For sure. And so, you're fin- fin- no, no, you're no, no, I was just going to say like, and, and obviously like you saw how everybody was believing in Kenny and how he was looking promising. And then they stopped believing in the offense. Now they stopped believing in Pickett. Mm-hmm. And now you can see the decline. Now, granted, he did have a rib injury a couple weeks ago, but I don't know. I mean, do I think he's the answer? I guess we would pretty much find out next year when we actually have an offensive coordinator. And at that point, if he doesn't, well, then, yeah, he's probably not the answer. But – I think right now we're jumping the gun way too soon because of the coordinators and stuff. But if they, hell, if they if they want to if they want to go draft Jaden Daniels and then go trade Kenny Pickett away, I hope he shines, brother. I hope he shines. <laughs> There's a going back to kind of Mike Tomlin though. Like I think no one is asking or has pointed out that I've seen, to my knowledge, this is the first time Mike Tomlin has had to set up a team for a rookie franchise quarterback. That is true. Cause he's he only had ever Ben Roethlisberger. He had Ben Roethlisberger his entire career. He had Mason Rudolph for injuries and they had Mitch as a backup and he started Kenny's rookie year, but he, he started in Chicago. This is the first time Mike Tomlin has had a fresh NFL quarterback face of the franchise guy, first round pick, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe Mike doesn't know how to develop a quarterback or he doesn't know how to find the guys who know how to develop a quarterback. And people are always going to blame the player because they're the ones out there. They're the faces of the team. But part of it does fall on the coaches as well. And you've already you've alluded to that, and I think a very well – and well put way that was insightful that Mike Tomlin might be the issue that no one wants to admit to. And I wonder if part of that is the reason Kenny Pickett hasn't been successful. Have there been people have been saying that there's been no flashes of light that they've seen from Kenny Pickett. He's just this like bad. He's just bad. Have there been flashes of light for you as a fan that you've liked? Well, I mean one that's like thinking like, for this season or like last season at all or just in general because people are well, saying yeah i mean i mean last season yeah i mean you, you think about everybody was those same people that are commenting those comment sections right now saying i've never seen a flash of light from kenny pickett are the same ones that were saying last season in kenny we trust when he threw those back-to-back game winning touchdowns so mm-hmm. you know yeah I, I i saw flashes of light through that and then also this season when he threw that deep bomb to calvin austin the third i really thought that during the raiders game granted it was against the raiders but like now the Raiders actually have things figured out. So it makes you wonder like, Oh, was that team just trying to figure it out? Like, were they actually like pretty good? And they were just figuring it out. Like it's, it's one of those things, but like 
he threw that deep long bomb to Calvin Austin the third. I'm like, that's the type of picket that I missed. Like, where was that mm-hmm. picket? Why was he not throwing that? But like, yeah, I I disagree with them. I do see flashes of light promise from Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's just some like random just vegetable out there. I mean, I do think that he lacks confidence. And I think the reason he lacks confidence is just because of what is around him. And I don't think – because obviously George Pickens doesn't believe in him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of players that probably don't believe in him, including the fans. It's a bad place to be. He probably honestly would have been better off being drafted anywhere else. And maybe we could have tortured Malik Willis a little bit more. And I wish that I never said that because I love Kenny Pickett right. in Pittsburgh, but I'm sure this is probably horrible for him right now. No, and, you... and, and those people that are listening right now, you are the reason why. No, you – what are, you, what are you gonna say? No, I was just no. Go ahead. No, you you have always been very passionate about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was one of the few college players that I knew the name because again I don't follow college as much. Kenny Pickett is one of the few college players I know of. He is one of two quarterbacks I can name who went to Pitt. The other is Dan Marino. Because I don't follow Pitt at all. Wait, you're telling me? I guess I guess you wouldn't know who that is. I was gonna I was gonna mention who? Um uh Van Fleet. Mm, last name sounds familiar. But uh or well let me get Greta me get Van Fleet. Fleet. No, not the rock <laughs> band, I hope you not the not the rock. Um but no, you have been very passionate about Kenny Pickett his entire career. You loved Kenny Pickett. He was your Joe Burrow. He was your savior in a lot of ways when he was at Pitt. Um, and I think you were very excited when the Steelers got him. And now it sounds like you're like not not Van Fleet. It was Van Pelt. Oh Van Scott Scott Van Pelt. Um yeah, the coordinator for um No no no. The the guy that, that coordinates for the Browns. Alex Van Pelt. Oh, no, I don't know who that is. He he is he played at Pitt. I thought you were telling me the host of Sports Center went to the. Yeah, he <laughs> Alex Alex Van Pelt was. I'm almost positive he was a quarterback. Apparently, so... he previously served as an assistant coach for the Bengals too. Oh. oh I didn't know. Yeah, that. Van Pelt attended the University of Pittsburgh, where he was quarterback for the Panthers. When he graduated. Van Pelt held school passing records previously set by Dan Marino. See, that shows how much my University of Pittsburgh knowledge is. But I knew who Kenny Pickett was because of Chuss, because he loves Kenny Pickett. And so to hear him say he wishes the Steelers never drafted him now because he wants Kenny to have success somewhere else, that that one hurt that one hurts me in my heart yeah because that's well that that was the me and my friend had this discussion and i wanted him on the show at some point but like that was a couple months ago and our schedules have changed a lot but my my friend and i who are both very big pit fans we talked about this when he got drafted and we said that this could be the make or break for kenny because it's going to be the fan like the fans love that he's here but as soon as he does bad if he does bad, they're going to turn on him and it's and they're going to ruin him. 
the only reason that they didn't ruin Ben was because Ben had the confidence. He went in immediately and was 15 and one. And then everybody just loved big Ben. Like he was just the greatest thing ever since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. And so like, and then obviously he won two super bowls. And then from there, like anytime people were like, Oh, Ben sucks. He knew that he was like, I don't care. I have two Mm -hmm. rings. We're good. The problem is, is Pickett, everyone's saying is like dog water and trash and stuff like that. You know, I mean, if people are literally saying that they would rather have Mac Jones than Pickett, I'm like, that's not going to change anything. I feel like the problem is also is the offense too. Like the offense isn't moving, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, the offense ain't like changing. So like throwing in a different quarterback, isn't going to make anything different. You throw in Mitch Trubisky, it's probably going to be the same offense. You throw Mason Rudolph in there. It's going to be the same offense. Like, it doesn't matter who you throw in there at this point. Next year, I feel like we'll see a lot. I've been saying that. Nobody believes me. But, yes, I do believe that he would go somewhere else because I feel like he would find success somewhere else. And then every all of the Steelers fans will rejoice, and then Mitchell Trubitsky will start next year. And then they'll get what they wanted. Do you think Matt Canada will actually get fired this year? Not this year, no. Next, once the season ends, I think he'll probably get oh, fired no. going into well, that's the draft. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do. I mean, it, it, they're not necessarily going to fire him. They're just going to let go because his contract ends this year. So they're oh, just going to okay. let him go. So that's why they just didn't they, they didn't want to fire him and have to pay him. That, that mm. was the whole thing. So. Maybe they'll extend but, him to a record-breaking deal for an offensive coordinator. Yeah, and then I, I don't know if I could be a Steelers fan after that. <laughs> Come to the Bengals. Know. Yeah, I mean, well, if Kenny Pickett's there, if Kenny Pickett serves as your backup, maybe. I'd be okay with I wouldn't be mad about that. Let's see how Jake Dang does, but. Listen, I mean, like I said, I, I think that he can be good. I just, it, it does hurt my soul that I had to say it, but I don't think, I, I honestly, if Kenny Pickett doesn't end up being the answer, I really just, I think that the Steelers need some time. I think it's just like the Patriots right now. The Patriots are being very much humbled right now. Those Patriots fans right now are very quiet. I think the Steelers fans need to be quiet too. And that's coming from a Steelers fan. The ones I've talked to are still, the Patriots fans I've talked to are still cocky. They're like, Oh, we, we have all the rings already. We don't, we, you can't talk to us. I'm like, dude, just like the Bengals are better than the Patriots right now. Let's not, yeah, but but they're still humbled. I mean, they're they're trying to figure out if Bill Belichick's even still relevant. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's tough. But you know, it hurts my heart, man. I, I love Kenny Pickett. I, I've talked to the guy. He's a good guy. So good guy. That's why. Yeah, I like Kenny a lot. I mean, Get him, him and on the Ben show? are one in the same. Him and him and Ben though are one in the same. They both uh, they both are not the best actors, but um, but I do still love my boy Kenny. He's, he's a good guy. Let's get Kenny on the show. Let's ask him these questions. I would love to have him on the show, but I'm sure that a lot of people would, those damn Steeler fans would probably go in the comment section talking about how he's only thrown 100 yards passing instead of actually getting to hear about Kenny Pickett, the life that he had in New Jersey. And like, just like, (laughs) what kind of guy he was back then? You know, like, what was, you know, his big success story at Pitt? Like, what what do you, what what was your biggest highlight at Pitt? Like, these are the questions I would ask Kenny. And then they'd be like, why don't you throw touchdowns during games? Like, shut up, comments. Like, that's, I, I, I would save him from having to deal with any interviews right now because everybody, because Steelers Nation sucks. Make sure to so. comment below. <laughs> Make sure to comment what you think about Kenny Pickett. Trust will be responding to all Kenny Pickett related comments. 
I mean, and also with one thing, though, I will say this, and it does kind of worry me, though, just a little bit. It took Kenny Pickett almost five years before he had his breakout season in college. So, yes, that does worry me because by the time that fifth year does roll around, I don't think Kenny Pickett would be starting. If, if it's going to take him that long to develop, would be five years. It, let's, let's go based on college level. That's, that's you know, 20, 20, because he started in 22, so it's going to be, you know, 27 almost. That's his whole um, rookie contract with the fifth-year option. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know how to feel about that. So if, if they, you know, but I, I would hope that it wouldn't take him that long. And I did see glimmers of hope before. I just don't know where these passes are being thrown and everything like that. And I just, just, you know, I, I don't know what's happening. I feel like people also don't, they just don't know the playbook. That, that was another video. Najee Harris, somebody said like they understand the offense and he was like, no, that was, that was in the same interview. That same interview. He was like, I'll see my buddy sent it to me. I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. Is there anything else we had to talk about on the show today? I mean, not really. We kind of just have been hammering the Steelers. Uh, I saw Travis Kelsey might retire, though. That's kind of interesting. He started dating a billionaire, and so all of a sudden he's like had a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. Of- NFL and CBS posted this. Najee Harris, when asked if teams know what the Steelers play calls are. So, like, I feel like. I, I, that was not what I was like reverting to at all, but like because I thought that's what it was because like I, I was referring to like I don't think the team knows the offense, which is probably true. But they asked him if they know what the play calls was, and Najee just didn't know how to respond to that. That was what the video was. I thought it was something completely different. But um, do you think Travis? Yeah. Do you think Travis Kelsey retires? Yeah, because they're gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Go Lions, go it's, Colts, go Bengals. It's the fairy tale story. Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs I don't like taking the, on whoever. The NFL is scripted. I hate the script because this was a stupid script this year. Terrible, awful terrible. script. Terrible. Uh, well, absolutely terrible. Then like, Kansas City will be back to back. They were literally season. like, let us injure every quarterback. There's like 10. Yeah. Ten and then, teams that have and then Travis Kelsey, today. yeah, and they and they can have the perfect sunset ending to his career. He'll win on a Super Bowl, and him and Tra- er, him and Travis Kelsey, him and Taylor Swift can go off into the sunset, you know, together. I hate that. I hope MCDC and the Lions would put an end to that. I really hope so too. But but that's you know, I I do think though I think he will be retiring very very soon. Maybe not this year unless they win a ring again. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, last year was, like, he announced that it was, like, his last season. I feel like Travis Kelsey, the type of guy to, like, not make it a surprise, he's just going to be like, this is my last season, guys. And then just, like, all the – like, everyone's like, I want to see Travis Kelsey's last games. And then they're just, like, always just, like, honoring him during – I feel like he's – like, it's not – I'm not saying that's, like, a bad thing to have a character about because, like, Ben Roethlisberger kind of, like, pretty much alluded the entire year that it was his last year back in 2021 but like i feel like travis kelsey will probably do the same thing i feel like travis kelsey is also the type of guy though to like the inside reporters be like hey are you gonna show up at practice you haven't been there in three weeks and he's gonna be like oh yeah i forgot i'm retired yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably not tell anyone yeah but but yeah travis kelsey yeah we've just been we've been hammering the steelers this episode there's there's a lot of issues I have with them. 
a lot of heartbreak. But I'm very sad. Um, I'm very sad, and I knew this was coming. I knew that they were going to turn on him, and me and me and my friend were very concerned that it was going to happen. And now everyone that I know is like turning on him, and I'm like, oh man, this is just very unfortunate. So well, that was a sad, sad but necessary episode of No Buts About It. And the only quarterback that I would be okay with starting over him would be Jaden Daniels for the Madden lore. Here, wait, wait, the, I'm not sure. The Madden lore. Because hear me out. Some of these Madden guys. We're never going to <laughs> Kyle Hamilton. And now, coming up, Brew McCoy and Jaden Daniels. What position does Brew McCoy play? Wide receiver. He's a bangle. University. <laughs> no. No, please don't. He's please a brown. He's a brown. No. <laughs> I, I would say Seahawk because I drafted Brew McCoy, but I, I ended up letting him go. Um, but Brew McCoy, uh, Jaden Daniels would just be funny for the lore. Um, but I don't think I would be okay with anybody else as of right now because I feel like it'd be just way too premature. Because, I mean, the Patriots haven't given up on Mac Jones yet. Yet. We'll see, though. Next week might be Zappy era. We'll see. Zappy hour. Zappy hour. The best but, hour is Zappy hour. But, yeah, and then you'll have to start adding the uh, the zap noise after every time you say it again. Yep. <laughs> um, real ones know yeah. what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, real ones know what, what I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, so I – um. Yeah, I think that'd be the only guy I'm okay with as of right now. Because I, I feel like anything else would just be very sad for me. And I'll, I'll probably just like be just sad. Okay. Because like, the reason is is because I need to be invested in a quarterback. Okay? I don't know if any of these other... Like, if we had like a Caleb Williams, I don't know if I would feel the same investment that I do in like Kenny Pickett. That's why I'm so passionate about it. But if like Jaden Daniels came to the team, I feel like I'd have passion about it. But if it was a player like Kirk Cousins, I would be like... I just wouldn't understand. I'd be like, why? And then I probably just would like, just be like disinterested. Just, yeah, I need to be invested. I was invested in Big Ben. I'm invested in Pickett. I was never invested in Trubitsky. I was invested in Rudolph. Like, he, I got to be invested. If I'm not invested, I'm not going to watch. And that's the problem. Can, can I end the show? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This has been a very emotional episode of No Buts About It for Chuss. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on no- and on YouTube at No Buts Show. Our social media pages are No Buts underscore show on Instagram and No Buts Show on TikTok. My Twitter is John. Are, jo- uh, are, you, are you alluding that we're going to make a website? You're like, you can find us anywhere on No Buts. I mean, there is technically a website. I just don't share it i don't even know if it's still up actually i had to make it for my senior thesis but but anyway uh (laughs) you can find us on that people are gonna find us instagram and uh no butts show on tiktok my twitter is josh underscore butts underscore 2001 if you would like to reach us you can email us at bull moose podcast 2 that's the number two at gmail.com Finally, our spread shop will be in the description, so check out the merch. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. 
Uh, be nice to trust down in the comments section. Until next time, go do something nice for someone.